0: So today we're presented with what's commonly known as the parable of the talents. You know, what's a talent? In the first century Jewish context, a talent was a large sum of money, equivalent to three years' worth of wages. So what's Jesus trying to teach us through this parable, right, to... BE GOOD AT INVESTING MONEY TO MULTIPLY WEALTH? NO, RIGHT? THE REAL COMMISSION JESUS IS REFERRING TO IS MULTIPLYING THE GIFT OF FAITH AND SHARING THE GOOD NEWS WE'VE RECEIVED. THERE ARE TWO REASONS THAT WE CAN GATHER FROM THIS PARABLE WHY THE MASTER ENTRUSTED HIS FUNDS to his servants okay reason number one so the master could find out which servants were capable of taking on even greater responsibilities yeah in our community in our church we have a a direct personal example of this right look at our pastor uh, father brian Barr. he was faithful as an associate, then he was made a high school chaplain, right? He was a good and faithful chaplain, then he was made uh, the vocation director, right? I think I got that order correct, right? Yeah. So, oh, in college too, right, Uh, in in charge of college ministry, right? A little known fact, when Father Brian was the vocation director, uh, he accepted me. To the seminary so you know if he has any uh, complaints or reservations of me as an associate now he only has himself to blame you know? <laughs> but then he, he came here right to be the pastor here he did a good job faithful job and so um, he was asked to pastor um, our lady of the miraculous medal and again it was a good and faithful job, and now Saint Ignatius, right? To one who has, who has much, more will be given to him, right? Our very own Father Brian. Yeah, and it's interesting also to note in this parable, uh, the word talent, right? How do we understand the word talent? I'm not talking about what it meant uh, two thousand years ago but it's you know someone's capability right Um, so the word the english word talent it means what it means today capability because of this parable you see the connection between talent and capability you know sometimes we don't discover our talents our capabilities until we're faced with a challenge. I was reflecting on this and thinking, yeah, can we think of our experience, our challenging experience of the pandemic and you know, everything we've experienced, the hardship we've experienced because of it um, in such a way, right? That we can discover our capabilities our, our hidden talents through this challenge uh, at the height of the lockdown yeah there was a shortage of of help at our um, assisted living facility for our retired priests in Amityville St. Pius X right we do a yearly second collection and yeah I had told uh, Bishop Barris uh, coming from a background of, of physical therapy, yeah. If any of our, our hospitals uh, are in need of, you know, someone with my experience, yeah, please. Because you know, at that time we weren't busy with parish ministry. Yeah, I'm happy to to help out our our hospitals that are that are overloaded. Um, yeah, and then one day he he called me and said. Yeah, there was that the shortage of priests, um, of, of help at Pius X. Uh, not with physical therapy, physical therapy so much, but with um, aides, right? They called them companions, right? So uh, it wasn't what I was expecting, anticipating, but yeah, I said yes. It was an opportunity for me to leave the rector which... Um, in a sense, felt like kind of a prison. And it gave me the opportunity to go out and do some good, right, to practice charity. Uh, Yeah, so what I ended up doing was uh, helping um, two priests in particular uh, with their morning routine. These are what the aides would do because uh, these retired priests weren't able to... um, you know, wash, get out of bed, wash and dress themselves, get them ready to, to go and celebrate Mass and have breakfast. Um, this is what, what I was helping them, what I was helping them as. And the reason I'm talking about this is it, it expanded my heart, my, my capacity, my capability, um, yeah, to suffer and to suffer with them, to, to get an experience of what what they're going through. Right. So some of the things, these basic basic uh, activities of daily living, um, you know, washing, grooming and, and helping them put on put on their their clothes and their shoes, go to the bathroom, you know. Um, during the during the lockdown I was getting comfortable, you know, sleeping in because there was no more morning mass, uh, at least public mass, even though we would say it privately to fill the intention later on. But then with this new uh, responsibility, you know, I had to get, get to the uh, assisted living facility by, by 6 a.m. And so it was quite uh, the wake-up call, literally. We shouldn't be afraid to accept challenges outside of our comfort zones when it comes to putting our faith into action and spreading the good news. Second reason why the master entrusted his funds to the servants is so that the master could find out which servants would share his joy. The servants knew the master and his will and served him diligently to multiply the treasure they received. The hard work of the first two servants allow them to share in the master's joy. So when we do our part to share and spread the faith as God's coworkers, we too demonstrate our desire to share in God's joy. At this point, I just want to be clear about, you know, the faith that I'm talking about, especially the center of our faith, right? Faith, in in a general sense, means, you know, our belief in God, the beliefs that we have about God, right, and his revelation. But the center of our faith, what is that? It's the person of Jesus Christ and our personal relationship with him. Right? So it's to share that, it's to share that faith with others. You know, what about the third servant? I think there's much that we can learn as disciples from his mistake. You know, what did he do? He buried the talent. And we too can bury the gift of faith. You know, Faith is deeply personal. BUT IT ISN'T INTENDED TO REMAIN A PRIVATE EXPERIENCE. And WE TOO CAN BURY GOD'S GIFT WHEN WE RECEIVE THE SACRAMENTS, BUT FAIL TO LIVE OUR LIVES FULLY IN CHRIST. WE TOO CAN BURY GOD'S GIFT WHEN WE FAIL TO INVITE OTHERS TO A LIFE OF FAITH AND DISCIPLESHIP. You know THE THIRD SERVANT, HE HAD A MISUNDERSTANDING, MISCONCEPTION ABOUT THE MASTER, ABOUT HIM BEING, YOU KNOW, A HARD MAN, ONE WAY THAT'S TRANSLATED. Um, AND HIS LACK OF COURAGE LED HIM TO HIDE HIS TALENT. HE HAD THE WRONG UNDERSTANDING OF THE MASTER, WHICH LED TO HIS DOWNFALL. Oh, WE, TOO, CAN HAVE MISCONCEPTIONS ABOUT GOD, WHICH CAN LEAD TO NEGATIVE CONSEQUENCES. And that's why it's so important to study and learn the faith, including the church and her teachings. So one common misconception that I've come across uh, a number of times as a priest is when I encounter people, uh, you know, Catholics who are not practicing their faith, uh, they say, you know, I can have a relationship with God from the comfort of my own home. I can just pray at home so there's no need for me to come to church, right? Obviously, I'm not talking about uh, the circumstances we're in today, Are uh, people uh, praying at home, you know, those who are in, you know, high risk. Um, but this was outside of pandemic times, right? Yeah, to such people, I would try to teach them, right? To, to clear up the mis- misunderstanding, well, what about The sacraments, this is you know, the main way, the ordinary way in which God wants to remain connected with us, in which He wants to give us His grace. We're about when Christ commanded us, invited us, eat my flesh, drink my blood, and do this in memory of me. Another misconception. Jesus is a nice person. And he's okay with the way that I am Jesus forgives us of our sins yes but he also calls us to be better to go and sin no more to do our best to avoid sin and the near occasion of sin he calls us to conversion and to holiness right the church yeah, it's not like Burger King where you could have it your way, right? Yes, the church, Mother Church, invites all to enter into her fold, but when you become a member, right, we leave our old selfish ways behind. It's, it's no longer our ways, but God's ways in which we must follow. All right, so the main point for today is that faith doesn't survive in a person who buries it. Faith multiplies only in those who share it with others. So the question, the takeaway question that you know, we should ask ourselves, how am I sharing the faith with others? And I'm not just talking about people who just have no idea about the faith, but people who are not well formed in the faith, people who have misconceptions, right, about God, about the church, and what she teaches. You know, earlier in my personal example, I was uh, sharing with you that I basically took—I um, was a substitute for one of the aides, and, and at Pius the Tenth. Uh, they call them companions, right? I saw, I saw that as so fitting, right? Because that word companion it means um, kumpanis with bread, and with these, uh, with my older brother priests, we were celebrating mass and we were sharing bread, right? The body of Christ. Uh, but that ultimately, that example, you know, it comes from. Christ, our best companion, right? And he's the one who shares with us himself in the Eucharist, in the bread of life. Yeah, as we approach the Eucharist, as we receive Holy Communion, may we be strengthened to share his life with others and to multiply the faith.